Earlier this week, I had the opportunity to experience firsthand, and it's been a long time since this has happened, and I'm trying, I'm not sure if it has ever happened before quite like this, but I had an opportunity after practicing mindfulness for decades to experience how it actually helped me cope during the sudden, very sudden, and unexpected loss of someone that was actually a very good friend. And in this particular case, it was not so much it is as if the loss wasn't bad enough and it being sudden and unexpected, but this was a case where I had had some unfinished business with this person, which really, you know, somewhat, somewhat expectedly and somewhat unexpectedly caused the grieving process to feel a lot more complicated and a lot more heavy, and it brought about what I found was a lot of a lot of thoughts that were being generated by what I was feeling emotionally and dealing with the compounded situation of losing someone very suddenly not having the have not having given myself the opportunity and him the opportunity to have said what needed what I needed to say and it's very easy to fall into this trap of thinking that people that no one's going to go anywhere and that we will eventually getting around get around to uh to saying what needs to be said and there was definitely some feelings of guilt on my part it's a long long story but suffice it to say that I definitely had feelings of guilt over waiting so long to say what needed to be said so what I really want to focus on as I am, as I'm sharing this is that I found myself feeling a lot of different emotions all at the same time. And they were generating all kinds of thoughts. And this situation was related to another situation in my life regarding a, uh, a business enterprise that didn't work out as planned. And even though it had really nothing to do directly with this person, this friend that I lost, uh, he, you know, he, he was on the periphery of this and, uh, you know, was around during this time. And it's a very, very long, complicated story. But anyway, so I found myself not only grieving the loss of this person, which was really front and center for me. And that's really what I originally, you know, initially thought I was going through, but then it also brought up some other things that were not directly related to him, but there were some other unresolved issues that it brought up as well. So I was finding myself in a position where I really was unable to cope. I was not able to function. I freely admit that. Uh, Thankfully, it happened at a time when I was not having to work. It it happened uh, actually last weekend. And it has taken me quite a few days to get to a point where I feel like I can speak about this. And it literally was a, uh, a situation where I just literally could not do much of anything because of the fact that I was plagued by these really, really heavy emotions. And I was finding myself thinking a lot about them. And that is what made it so much worse and so much more complicated and so much more difficult. And it took me a little while to realize it. I, I was, became very well aware very quickly that I clearly knew that I was very sad, very shocked. Um, it also brought up 
it. I think this is somewhat common. I can't say this is the, you know the same for everyone, but it is is a reminder every time I have lost someone. I don't think this is really unique that it brings up feelings, and in many cases where there are feelings, there are thoughts uh, around my own mortality and how how suddenly life can change. How uh, this particular uh, this particular life can end very quickly, and I don't want to get overly morbid uh, in this today, and that's not really what my focus is. Uh, and I and that's one of the beauty that's the beauty of the first teachings that I learned when I started studying Eastern thought and philosophy oh, thirty years ago. I I really got very heavily involved in studying Buddhism and learned a lot about impermanence and about how life can change very suddenly. And about how there really is what they what's referred to as anatta or no self, and that this self that we think that we are is actually just a construct of mind, and that it is the body itself that we're living in changes all the time. And it's easy to forget, at least for me. And what's amazing to me is after studying that for many many years and practicing meditation, uh, practicing Zen meditation, it was very easy to forget that in this moment and it was one of those really weird situations where I was feeling a tremendous amount of joy I was on the phone actually speaking to another friend during this time and was feeling this tremendous sense of joy and connectedness to everyone and everything and then suddenly another phone call comes through and my entire experience changes just in a flash of an instant so what I really want to focus on today is, you know, the, the, the big question is, you know, how does meditation, meditation practices, mindfulness practice, and then ultimately mindful coping, how do these things help? Well, you know, how do, these, how do these tools allow us to cope during a time when we have a sudden, we experience a sudden loss, dealing with a lot of emotions around grief, uh, around guilt, and what I found is that for me, it is, is luckily I learned many years ago through uh, different healing professionals that of all kinds and teachers that I can't avoid these emotions. I can't run away from them. I can't divert my uh, conscious experience from them. I can try, but it just, for me, it does not work. And so I gave up on that a long time ago. Thankfully, I, I already knew the only way out is through. And so that is ultimately, and that's not my saying, that's something that I've heard from someone else. I don't even remember who it was actually, but it really does resonate with me and it really does speak to me because I know, and it's, that's the beautiful part is I knew immediately when it happened and I was feeling all of these different emotions that I did really did not want to feel. Uh, I don't know if anyone really does want to ever feel them. And at some point it doesn't even matter because this is the human experience. And it took me a little while. It wasn't instantaneous that I realized that I was also doing what humans do most of the time or much of the time is we start thinking based on these emotions that we're feeling. And in this case, I was trying to sort out a lot of things that really should have been more clear to me. And had I been more tuned into my own innate wisdom, but it's hard, it's very difficult. And so what I want to say to anyone that's listening to this is that, you know, being very gentle with ourselves, extending uh, unconditional love to ourselves and being very kind to ourselves during a time like this is so critical because 
I know that once I discovered that I was really wrapped up in a lot of thoughts and it was really, those thoughts were taking me further away from the pain. And that's the weird paradox about this. And this is just something that I, that's coming up in the moment that it really does in, in, in some ways, the thoughts themselves contribute so much to the pain persisting and it does cause more pain. But then in another weird way, I found that it also takes me away from the pain. It creates new pain. It creates different pain. The thoughts themselves do. But then it really takes me away from the actual pain that I'm experiencing as a human being going through whatever it is that I'm going through. And I hope that makes sense. I am hope, I'm trying not to be overly circular on purpose. But I'm just realizing that in the moment. And for me, what happens is there's almost this push-pull thing happening where it is even harder to cope because of the fact that I am somehow wrapped up in thoughts and internal reactions about the grief and the loss and the shock and all of those things that are happening and the disbelief that this has actually happened and finding that uh, at the same time I'm I'm thinking other thoughts about it and replaying situations in my mind. And so it's almost like I'm hurting in two places. I am hurting here and now in the present moment, but I'm also off somewhere else in my head creating more pain through trying to think my way out of something or through something. And that I feel is like the most, if I'm saying anything important at all, this is what I feel like is the most important thing I can share. And I wasn't even planning. I didn't even realize this until this has happened, until I've been speaking these words this morning that this is really ultimately what made it so difficult for me. And I spent an entire day really unable to function at all. And it's really, I found in in a lot of ways that it is okay. Sometimes we are going to be hurt. We are going to suffer losses that are going to be so painful that we may not be able to function. Uh, And this is something that's not just a garden variety disappointment. You know, this is not something that just is something that didn't go well at work or something that, you know, something that was just a minor annoyance or inconvenience. Uh, Yes, in those particular cases, I do want to be able to live life. I do want to be able to be here in the middle of the storm while it's all happening and be mindful on my feet. That is certainly what this practice has been about for me. And it's, you know, not only been for myself, uh, if it's, if it's been for myself in any way, it's just been because of the fact that I don't want to cause myself unneeded suffering. Because if I do, I'm causing myself unnecessary suffering. I'm hurting myself. And ultimately, I'm not really going to be any good for anyone else uh, either. I'm not going to really be able to be of service to anyone uh, when I'm treating myself this way. And if, if I want to be the best human being I can be, This is really the idea is to be able to cope and to be able to be of service to other people. So what I did was I spent really that day just letting myself feel whatever I felt. I didn't, I wasn't trying to stop any feelings. I wasn't trying to analyze these feelings. I wasn't trying to get wrapped up in any stories. The stories certainly came up. There certainly was this uh, uh, habitual reaction as a human being to Really, you know, if there is anything that I'm feeling that will generate a story of some sort and replaying things that I think that I did wrong in the past or wrong turns that I feel like I took or regrets that I have. And that's a word I had not used yet, regret. And that is, that is one of those that is very, can be very painful. And I find that regret is one of those emotions, if it is an emotion. And I'm, of course, I'm not a 
mental health professional, but it feels to me like regret is, and maybe regret, or maybe regret is a hybrid. It is an emotion and it is also a pattern of thinking. And I don't want to get really caught up in the technical aspects of this, but it, it might be both. But anyway, I know this, that regret is something that certainly does cause thoughts. And I was thinking a lot of them and the thoughts were debilitating temporarily. They, it really was. It was like I was just weighing, weighing myself down with all of these thoughts of regret and guilt and feeling very badly and feeling more and really getting in touch with my own mortality and realizing that it really can change. Things can change very quickly at any moment and that none of us are immune from that. Uh, so you wrap all that up together uh, in a bundle, and there's a, there's a lot there's a lot of psychic pain there. Uh, there's a lot of of, uh, of of emotional reactivity, and a lot of thinking, and that's really ultimately what's what makes it harder. And what I found was is that there was some thinking. I just really all I could do, and this is something else I do really want to uh, really stress is that. The importance of knowing that when when we are in a really extreme emotional situation, and 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 for good reason, uh, not saying that it's good that it's happening, but it's it's clearly what happens as human beings when we experience loss uh, and unexpected things happening and any tragedy of any sort, is that where there's there's going to be reactions to it, and in this case, what I want to do is I really want to be able to, at the very least, uh, and I don't want to be trying to do too much during this time other than if I can just be aware that I'm thinking, if I can just be aware that somehow I am having thoughts about these emotions that are very, very strong, uh, and that's all I really can do, and, and that's really what I find is for me, that's the best I can do in a situation like that. Um, that's not, I know for me, that's not the time to analyze anything. I know it's not the time for me to try to heal anything, to do any other further work. It just, I just need to feel and go deeper into whatever it is that I'm feeling and whatever it is that's, that I'm experiencing. And as much as possible, just be, you know, I don't want to try to not have the stories. The stories are going to come on their own. Uh, they don't help generally, I find for me. But I know in a, in a period of extreme loss and, and being in shock and dealing with something, an unexpected tragedy, the, the stories will come. And I don't want to ignore them, but I also don't want to get overly wrapped up in believing them. And I don't know if this, if this sounds circular, but I found a kind of a, a middle ground where I can cut myself some slack and know that there are going to be stories. Now, if it's just a minor annoyance, uh, you know, I'm not going to judge myself harshly either, but I'm also not going to uh, let myself get really wrapped up in stories that I'm telling myself about what has happened that allow me to get further away from here and now, that allow me to, you know, to be in a position where I can't cope. I'm not, I don't want to allow myself to get carried away with believing and identifying as someone in a story. But in this particular case, what I found was that stories did arise. Uh, thoughts arose and I just simply gently had, I guess what I'd refer to as a gentle awareness, just being aware that they're happening and remembering, I wasn't trying to force it, but I just allowed myself to gently remind myself and just be aware. And that's really the benefit of the practice. The more 
that I've practiced mindfulness, the more that I practice mindful coping, I've been able to just know it's just, it's just an awareness that happens. It comes online because I've practiced bringing it online. I practiced paying attention and being aware at a, at a, at a deeper level. And it made it, it didn't, it did not change everything to where it was suddenly, you know, very pleasant and everything was wonderful. Uh, it didn't lighten the psychic load, so to speak. But what it did do is that it allowed me to be aware that I was thinking about these things, that I was telling myself stories. And to remember that for me to remember that they are just stories. For me to remember that this is just me thinking, uh, thinking. And I know that if I can remember that, then I'm not going to get so carried away by those stories. And ultimately, after, you know, 24 hours or so of really dealing with the initial onrush of these emotions, that I was able to begin to start doing some healing work with this. I, even though I was still very sad about the loss and still feeling some regret, still feeling some guilt, that I was able to cut myself enough slack where I could start to unpack some of these feelings and unpack these thoughts that were that exist around them it's almost like the thoughts orbit the emotions is almost what it feels like and there's almost like the emotions are really that heavy kind of that uh, sort of the mass or the, the if there is a quote-unquote gravitational pull uh, i find that these emotions tend to pull these thoughts in towards them and so this is how it kind of this is i'm just giving a visual for how it feels sometimes and i don't know if that resonates with anyone or not i hope that it does uh, but i know that ultimately i can't make those emotions go away they they're they're they're, they're they are their own process they are going to run how they run and for however long they run and it is just a matter of me figuring out a way to cope. And that really has been what I've been doing for the past 30 years. And what has allowed me to cope, what has made it possible for me to cope, even during times like this, has been practicing mindfulness and being able to cope more mindfully. And so this past week, I've had the opportunity to spend several days. And really, just the first day, uh, I found that there was so much of a lightening of this psychic load as I started being able to pa unpack this and really take a look at without overly analyzing it, but just really feeling what I needed to feel and to let myself go through that and to uh, to do anything actively that I needed to do to effect or bring up or effect or bring about healing. Then I could begin to do that. I was more empowered to do it because I wasn't a prisoner of my thoughts. I wasn't trapped by these thoughts and these stories that I was telling myself. I wasn't caught up in an identity of being the bad person that, that did something that I wish that I wouldn't have. Or in this case, I wish that I would have reached out and cleared the air about some things. So either way, uh, I could have made this a lot easier on myself, but what's done is done, as my mother used to always say to me. Uh, and I realize that. And sometimes it is, you know, sometimes it is too late, no matter what we do. Uh, and I, I guess really what I want to try to do is not have situations like this in the future, but it's, it's easier said than done. Uh, I'd love to be able to do everything so that I have literally no regret about anything, that I've said everything I've needed to say to everyone that I need to say it to, that I've finished any business I have with people. But it's not. I realize it's not always so easy, not even for me. And so in the absence of being able to, to always have my those books balanced, so to speak, uh, I, I know that what's going to help me and to, to, to deal with tragedies like this and unexpected situations and where there's grief and there's loss and there's sadness and there's guilt and there's shame and whatever, whatever you may want to call it, regret. I want to make sure I remember that one. Uh, 
yeah, because, and I don't want to identify with it. I don't want to remember it, is it, use it as a stick to beat myself up psychically or emotionally. What I want to do is remember that so that hopefully I'm more likely in the future to, uh, to not have situations like this that I'm carrying on uh, over, over the long term. But I am human. And so in, in light of that, uh, really what I want to do is practice mindfulness and mindful coping because it ultimately allowed me to get through a very, very difficult week that I could have made a lot more difficult on myself than it already was going to be. And thankfully, I feel like in a lot of ways, I did help myself. I did actually cut myself a break and cut myself some slack and made it easier on myself by engaging in this practice and enjoying the, and enjoying the benefits of that, which in this case were basically being able to cope and live my life and carry out my responsibilities and be the best human I can be, not for myself. Yes, it benefits me to a certain degree, but really to be able to be here for others and to keep my responsibilities to them. That's ultimately where it's at for me.